0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared.
0: What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday, Hump Day edition of the show. Excited to get into our Scout versus Scout segment. We're going to work through a couple of schedule predictions for some college and pro teams, and of course, our headlines of the day. Kyle, welcome to the show.
1: Hump Day! You know what that is, right? I mean, the Geico with the camel? Uh, you say Geico? Yeah, isn't it Geico commercial with the, the talking camel?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yep, uh, I know that one. One of the one of the references I yeah, get. I know.
1: And that's one of the dynamics of this relationship that I hate is I have to make pop culture references and then immediately clarify if they're understood or not. It's not ideal.
0: It's my brand, Kyle. My brand is not necessarily knowing much else besides football and country music.
1: A um unfortunate blend, football's a good start, Joe. But uh, we know how I yeah. feel about country. Although, when you were up, I did let country music play in the car quite a bit. Now, was that a, I noticed that I wasn't gonna that say that was it for you,
0: but it, oh, well, that was very nice because we went on some friggin' yeah, humps. we
1: humps is that a southern, a buffalo phrase for long car drive. <laughs>
0: I don't know. It I don't know now. where that came from. I think I meant to say hikes, <laughs> but I went with humps.
1: Hump day. Uh, yeah, we went for a couple humps ridiculous. in the car, I guess. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, we have several topics we'd like to talk about today. I'm going to pretend that conversation just didn't happen, and uh, we have breaking news. We have Scout versus Scout, and we have a couple more schedule predictions. You're the news guy here, so what do you have for us yeah. in the way of news today on this Hump Day? Hey, Kyle, so
0: uh, there's this dude, DJ Moore. He's pretty fast, right?
1: Yeah, he he ran a very fast 40 ton.
0: And he also clocked a very high speed on Interstate 77 here in Charlotte. Hit 113. 113 and a sixty five. And uh that's uh that's what that's that's nearly double the speed limit. Um, not sure that's gonna end well, but uh Do you know you what know, he was driving? Not, not the kind of thing that you want to hear. Uh, what was it? A, a BMW. Okay,
1: so it did have a little hitch in it's giddy up. You know, it was it was able to go a little bit when you put the 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 toe down.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Some of these Panthers young players have had. It's like car trouble in Panthers players. Cam Newton got in the car accident that one time. Shaq Thompson got in a wreck. Uh, Anthony Boone, when he was here for a minute, uh, he actually got in the wreck with Shaq Thompson. I, I don't know what's with these young Panthers players and in, in car issues, but. Um, Hey, you know it's probably not good to go more than five or ten.
1: Speaking, the team saying is keep pounding, but they should clarify they don't want (laughs) these cars to keep pounding the pavement. You know, keep pounding on the on the gridiron. I think is the only context in which it's an appropriate phrase.
0: Well, let's continue talking about the Carolina Panthers now. uh, Left tackle, starting left tackle, Matt Kilil. He is uh, week to week after a knee scope and. Look, I mean, we all know Matt Khalil's bad, and he's overpaid. But he's starting over somebody. And that somebody's about to get, you know, potentially the week one starter against the Dallas Cowboys is Matt Khalil's backup. And so for a Panthers offensive line that's already sustained injuries um, to Darrell Williams, to Amini Silatalo, and uh, now Matt Khalil, a weakness on this team, is continuing to, just get beat down and very concerned about this offensive line heading into the regular season.
1: You know what the Carolina Panthers need to do? They need to sign Menelik Watson, who was just cut <laughs> by the Denver Broncos. I don't know if that was your third breaking news story or not because you're the news guy, no, but uh, that that did happen. Elway cut ties with Menelik Watson, and he can't be worse than what Carolina has at offensive tackle right now. Can he?
0: No. No, I mean, probably not. Uh, You have to think the amount of money they're paying Khalil plays into him continuing to be the starter. But, yeah, I mean, that dude just gets beat around the edge over and over and over and over again. And um, Panthers are going to have to invest some resources here in this line. Uh,
1: Turnstile Khalil. Yeah,
0: that's funny. That's good. That's good. One last piece here, Kyle. Uh, Jimmy Smith, the Ravens' top cornerback, suspended the first four games of the season the NFL found evidence of threatening and emotionally abusive behaviors by Jimmy towards his former girlfriend that showed a pattern of improper conduct. One player's behavior was inappropriate and wrong. Our player, that's what the Ravens said about that. And so uh, first four games without Jimmy Smith, now they do have Brandon Carr and Marlon Humphrey as boundary corner. So, you know, Jimmy Smith's a guy that's, for whatever reason, been in and out of the lineup, whether it's an injury or a suspension. But uh, once again, Jimmy Smith and the Ravens, we're going to have to be without
1: him. Um, good thing Marlon Humphrey's on the case, right?
0: Yeah, they got Tavon Young and Maurice Kennedy as well. So there's some
1: Yeah, Tavon coming back from an injury last year is going to be a nice nice kind of add for Baltimore. But uh, Marlon was, was really, really solid last year, and him getting an opportunity to definitively start on the boundary now is I think a good thing for the long-term abilities of the uh, – the Baltimore Ravens defense. So uh, an unfortunate turn. Anytime somebody gets hit with you know, disciplinary action for any reason, but uh, the silver lining for Baltimore is this ensures Marlon Humphrey stays on the field.
0: Yeah. He might not give that job back. He played well last year when he was given the chance to start and, you know, it's going to be hard for him to get back on the bench if he continues his trajectory. And I, we both yeah. liked him a ton coming out.
1: Agreed. So Joe, what well, we are going to do scheduling. And uh, we're going to work our way through a college and a pro schedule with the other person. I took the lead on this exercise yesterday with my college team. Why don't you go ahead and throw me one of these schedules? I'm starting you with the NFL team.
0: And uh, yesterday you blessed me with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I'm going to give you the other polarizing fan base in the country. Well, in the NFL. That's the Oakland Raiders John grew hey, 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 hey. First year of that 10 year 100 million dollar deal So we're going to Work through this thing And find out What you think Their record's going
1: to be Alright so you ready for this I am ready for this Yes I'm glad you clarified And asked
0: Week one Monday night football Hosting The Los Angeles Rams
1: Oh uh, that's a loss
0: 0-1 At Denver <sighs> uh... That's a loss. 0 and 2 at Miami.
1: That's a loss.
0: 0 and 3 hosting the Browns. That's a win. 1 and 3. 1 and 3 through the first quarter. At oh. at the Los Angeles Rams.
1: At, uh, excuse me, Chargers. Things. Chargers.
0: Excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers.
1: That is a loss.
0: So 1 and 4. The last game before their bye is home. They host Seattle.
1: That's also a loss. So is
0: that one in five going through the first six yep. weeks of the season? They have their bye week, yeah. And they need to, they need to catch some thunder here. Uh, they have a game. They're hosting the Indianapolis Colts out of their bye.
1: That's a win. Okay,
0: two and five at San Francisco on Thursday night.
1: This is a loss.
0: Two and six. They host, two and six They host the the Chargers the following week.
1: Um. I'll give him a home win there. Okay.
0: Three and six. I'll steal one. Division game. Yep. Three and six. At Arizona Cardinals.
1: Um. Give me a loss there.
0: Three and seven. Josh Rosen's hitting his form there, I guess.
1: Uh okay, at, yeah.
0: at Baltimore. Three and seven at
1: Baltimore. At, at Baltimore? No. Um I think they can win that game. Giving it to them? Yeah, I'll give it to them.
0: Four and seven? Four Four and seven. seven. All right. Uh, Hosting the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Uh, Give me that win.
0: Five and seven. So five and seven going into the last four games, they host the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: That's a loss. Five and
0: eight. They go to Cincinnati. Win. Ooh. Is that six and... Eight? Six and eight. Six and eight. Six and Six eight. And eight. Uh, hosting the Denver Broncos on Monday Monday Night Football. Win. Seven and eight. So we got a chance for an even record here. The Raiders closed the the season at Kansas City.
1: Ah, uh, they lost it. That's a loss. Seven and nine. Seven, Seven and nine. nine. Okay.
0: Okay, Jeff Fisher. Seven and nine. If
1: you looked, if you looked at that, that roster, what would you expect that roster? schedule and record
0: right about there to
1: yeah, yield. Six, six, right about six, seven six, nine. Nine, eight
0: wins something like that. Yeah. I yeah. think you would. Yeah, I think that's a very uh, realistic projection for them.
1: Thank you, Joe. Um, all right. So I'm going to do my NFL team. I'm going to give you the super bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles.
0: 16 and oh, let's go
1: 16 and oh. Somehow I doubt that's what you're actually going oh, to project. Yeah, of course not. Um, Okay, week one, home, Thursday night football, prime time, Atlanta Falcons.
0: 0-1, loss.
1: 0-1, that's a loss. Yeah. So you think Carson Wentz plays in this game?
0: Uh, uh, I do, and I don't think it's going to change my prediction. I had a long discussion with Ben Solak about this. He thinks the Falcons are the biggest threat to the Eagles, and uh, he convinced me that. They just don't That's match crazy. up well. Yeah. So I'm going all no, they
1: don't match up well, all but one. I don't think they're the biggest threat in the NFC yeah. to the Eagles. That's what ben expected, so. Okay, week two at Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston suspended. Win. One and one. Win. Week three, home against the Indianapolis Colts. Two and one. Two and one. Week four at the Tennessee Titans.
0: Three and one.
1: Three and one. Week five, home against the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Home in Philadelphia?
1: Home in Philadelphia, four twenty-five kick. Four
0: and one, they win.
1: Four and one. I mean, this is a pretty favorable schedule right out the gate here. They play both their tough toughest teams at home. They get the Colts and the the Bucks as is two cupcakes. Uh, week six at New York Giants. This is a Thursday night football game.
0: They were home the week before. Giants is close, anyways. Uh, that's a win.
1: Win. So five and one. Yeah. Week seven, home against the Carolina Panthers.
0: They're going to win that one, too. Six and one.
1: Six and one. Philadelphia Eagles. Week eight, Wembley Stadium, Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Oh, that's that's a home game for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to win that. Six and two. Okay. Six and two.
1: Six and two going into the bye on week nine. Week 10, home against the Dallas Cowboys. This is Sunday night football. That's a W. All right, so we're seven and two. Week eleven at New Orleans Saints. Give me the Saints on the road. Seven and three. Week twelve, home against the New York Giants. W. All right, so we're eight and three. Yep. Week thirteen, home against the Washington Redskins. W. Nine and three. Uh, at Dallas Cowboys, week fourteen. W. So we're ten and three. Yep. Okay, so we got three games left to go. Week fifteen, we are on the road Sunday night football against the LA Rams. Loss, ten and four. Home against the Houston Texans. Win, eleven and four. A road Washington Redskins.
0: Win twelve and four.
1: Twelve and four. Does that get a buy? Yeah,
0: that's got to get a buy, right? That'd be real sad if it didn't.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, they they play Atlanta. Minnesota, New Orleans, and the Rams. So how those head-to-heads go could feasibly Mm -hmm. dictate who the bye weeks go to. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Kyle, it's time to find out if the Texas Longhorns are truly back. If they're officially back. Are they back, Kyle? Let's work through this schedule and find out, uh, courtesy of your brain. All right, first week, neutral site. No, it's not a neutral site. It's Maryland.
1: Oh well, it's technically it, neutral it's, site okay. because it's at it's in Landover.
0: Okay. All right. Well, neutral site kind of against Maryland.
1: Uh that's a win.
0: 1 and 0. they host Tulsa week 2.
1: That's also a win. 2 and
0: 0. They host USC, South Southern Cal, the
1: Trojans. They host that game, they host that game. That's also a win. 3 and 0.
0: Big signature win to start the season. People Texas is going crazy. All right, they host
1: TCU. You know that's home, new quarterback. Uh, I think they're more physical than TCU. I'll take Texas in that game.
0: Four and O with wins over the Horn Frogs and the Trojans, and uh, that's all we're going to hear about for, for a long time. Um, okay, now they travel to Kansas State.
1: Oh, at Kansas State, that's a loss. Oh, that's a tough, what a that's, a that's a tough game.
0: What a disappointment. Four and one heading. Back home to host the Oklahoma Sooners.
1: Well, that's that's neutral, isn't it? Uh it's a neutral site. It says versus
0: Oklahoma. Red, I don't know. Red
1: River. I don't know. I've, that's that's played in Dallas. Is it?
0: Okay. Well, it yeah. says versus Oklahoma.
1: Oh, boy. Um, I really want to pick Texas here. I think Oklahoma's too explosive. Oh, yeah,
0: four and one. I'll take
1: Oklahoma. Four and two.
0: Oh, they lose. So this is a loss. Four and two. They, they've lost back-to-back games, yeah. Kansas State and Oklahoma. They beat USC and TCU and then dropped the Kansas State and Oklahoma.
1: All right. Yeah, that Kansas State game is a letdown because they're looking ahead to Oklahoma.
0: All right, 4-2. Baylor at home.
1: Uh, that's a win. 5-2. and two.
0: At Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's a win. 6-2. and two. They host West Virginia.
1: <sighs> Loss. Oh. Will Greer revenge game. Six he torches them. Six and
0: three. At Texas Tech. Win. Seven and three. They host Iowa State. Win. Eight and three. And at Kansas to close the year. Win. Nine and three. Are people happy with Texas that? Is that good is enough? Back. Is that okay, that is good enough
1: That. I mean they're they'll they'll get into a probably like a December twenty eighth bowl game and they'll probably win that. They'll finish the year 10 and 3. Six. Be finished ranked in the top 15. 7 and 6 last year. So that's improvement. It's
0: yep. good improvement.
1: Yeah, I mean that's 9 9 wins would be more than Texas has had since prior to 2013 when they went 8 and 5. Right. Not bad. So yeah, I guess technically Texas is back. Texas gets 10 wins with Tom Herman. You know, you got to figure that team's considered back.
0: So, they, yeah, if they win the bowl game, right, that's 10 games.
1: Yeah, that's good Yeah, point. Yeah. Texas is back, baby. All right, Joe. All right. We're going to look at the Florida Gators. Oh, geez. I, yeah, the people, geez. We have
0: to clarify here. The thing is, neither Kyle nor I knew what teams we were going to get. So, this is on the spot. <laughs> There's no time to prepare. Yeah, it is. All right, Dan Mullen, yeah. Florida Gators. Trevor Sycamore, what's up, dude?
1: Well, the good news is the Gators did secure a win already this year. uh One of the two teams won the Orange and Blue game <laughs> by a score of thirty-five to thirty. That's the lead game on the, the Florida schedule. Good to know. Good but season. if we're going to get into the actual schedule, we have Charleston Southern to open the season at 7.30 p.m. Oh, prime Primetime game. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, not watching that. Uh, win. Win. September 8th, Kentucky. Win. September 15th, home against Colorado State.
0: Win. 3-0. and
1: Okay, so 3-0 starting the season, all three home games. Yep. They go on the road. Their first roam game of the season is at Tennessee.
0: 4-0.
1: 4-0. At Mississippi State. Loss. The magic ends. October 6th, home against LSU. Loss. Okay, 4-2. The wheel's falling off the bus here. Uh, At Vanderbilt. Win. 5-2. By week. Home or a neutral site against Georgia. Loss. Five and three. Homecoming against Missouri. Win. Six and three. Home against South Carolina. Loss. Six and four. Oh, we got a barn burner here, Joe. Home against Idaho.
0: Whew. Give me Florida. And a no, close.
1: No, <laughs> November 17th showdown in Gainesville against Idaho. And then on the road against Florida State, loss. So seven and five.
0: Yeah, it seems right.
1: Joe Marino has a nice bounce back year for the Gators after the hot trash season that was 2017. Going seven and five, making a bulky.
0: Yeah, well then they play Iowa in a bowl game. We see this all the time, right? It's yeah, and then, then they to get their
1: teeth punched so, in yeah, and yeah. Like that. All right, that sounds about right.
0: Scout versus Scout, Kyle. We have a debate here. We are on different sides Let's of the fence. We're going to talk about the New York Jets' quarterback situation and whether the starter should be rookie Sam Darnold or Teddy Bridgewater. I guess is he's technically a veteran, although it doesn't seem that way because we've missed him for a couple of seasons here. And uh, who goes first here? We didn't even talk about that.
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Go for it. So, I think when you look at the Jets' situation and the performance that Sam Darnold's really been able to illustrate and what the appeals were for Sam Darnold as a pro prospect, it was uh, generally perceived that he and Josh Rosen were the two most mentally pro ready quarterbacks to step in. And, um, one of the things that, that Sam did really well at USC was a lot of situational football stuff, you know, working in the red zone and uh, third down passing and two minute offense and, uh, when you consider the situation that the New York Jets are in, I think you would be doing yourself a disservice to take the football out of Sam Darnold's hands and really begin to develop him as an NFL quarterback. And I know that there's some perception that that needs to be done in some cases on the bench, but typically the barriers that prevent quarterbacks, young quarterbacks from playing early aren't the kind of barriers that Sam Darnold has. Uh, Sam Darnold has kind of this non-traditional release. His footwork kind of gets away from him. He makes some bad decisions under pressure. But by and large, he knows what he's looking at. And he typically makes good decisions with the football. And he's got a really good arm on him. So I don't see what the upside is with a coach in Todd Bowles that just... Drafted this rookie quarterback to leave him on the back burner when if the season does not end with the team competing, he can point to the fact that he started a rookie quarterback and say, yeah, but this is the kid that we've got coming up. We really believe in this kid to turn things around, and this was a developmental year for him, and let's get some weapons in here on offense around him that will allow him to perform to the best of his ability.
0: Kyle, I am uh, Team Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback, at least initially, for the Jets for a couple of reasons. I think I have a lot of respect for what Sam Darnold's done this preseason. Uh, He's been very methodical with his approach to running the offense. He's taken what the defense has given him, and he's made a lot of safe throws. And to his credit, one of the big things that didn't happen his last year at USC is he didn't protect the football. I mean, he was – either fumbling or throwing interceptions like crazy. And so, so far you've seen a commitment to him to, you know, conservative, maybe not the right word, but just hit the throws that are there. And so he's done that. He's been methodical with it. He's completed over 70% of his passes. Um, But I think I get more big play upside from Teddy Bridgewater, who's only 25 years old. And um, I think it's important for him to at least have an opportunity here right off the bat to be the starter for a couple of different reasons. I think that Teddy Bridgewater gives the Jets the best chance to win based on his, you know, his experience in an NFL system and and just the way that that the offense looks when he's running at this preseason compared to Darnold, it is more uh, throws of higher degree of difficulty and he's willing to challenge uh, man coverage and fit the ball into windows. And I just feel like there's more big play upside. And then I also think about this New York Jets offense outside of the quarterback situation. Kyle, there's not one thing I like. I don't like the running backs. I don't like the offensive line. I don't like the tight ends. I don't like the wide receivers. And so I don't want to say that I'm afraid to put San Darnold out there because, uh, you know, I don't want him to just throw with tons of interceptions and not have success and his confidence be shot and those types of things. But I literally don't like this infrastructure as the right environment to introduce a 21-year-old quarterback to playing in the NFL, especially when you got guys like Bill Belichick in that division that are just waiting to eat up a young quarterback. So uh, to me, it comes down to, I hate the infrastructure of this offense. I think Teddy Bridgewater gives him the best chance to win right now. And I still think that he's a young quarterback. There's you have an opportunity here to flip something with Teddy Bridgewater. If he comes out hot, well, then it does make it harder to put in Sam Darnold, but if there is going to be some type of trade value here, uh, legitimatizing, I don't know if that's a word, but I just went with it. Legitimatizing that, by showing him that he can produce still in the NFL in the regular season is going to make him all the more appealing. Sam Darnold's absolutely the feature of this team. But for me right now, I think Teddy Bridgewater gives him the best chance to win.
1: So you're going to use Teddy Bridgewater as a sacrificial lamb. Trot him out there knowing that the personnel is is not necessarily suited for for success. Is that what I'm, I'm picking that up correctly? E- even if that
0: was my main argument, that's a very good argument against Sam Darnold that I don't want him going in there in that
1: situation. No, listen, if, if you're going to put a rookie quarterback in, uh, by and large, we have seen that these players fail forward. So uh, if you look at Carson Wentz in his first year with the Philadelphia Eagles, you look at Ms. Trubisky last year in his first year with the Chicago Bears. uh there's been much more of a trend in the NFL in recent years to let these guys cut their teeth by gaining experience. And I think that for me is invaluable for Sam to begin to receive uh, as the Jets feel. He is the franchise quarterback. The Eagles did it when, you know, they were starting Riley Cooper as one of the starting wide receivers on the team. Um, the Bears did it last year when you know they were down to like their third and fourth string wide receivers as the starting receivers on the team and Deion Sims as the starting tight end. And I think he, Mitch passed for less than a hundred yards in a game that the team won or something outrageous like that. And uh you can't be afraid to fail forward. And that would be my final point here as we debate this back and forth is don't keep Darnell off the field because if he has the mental toughness and the football IQ, and the things required to be a franchise quarterback, a year of playing in suboptimal conditions are not going to ruin him. The only thing that would ruin him is if he suffered an injury that was uh, severely crippling in his ability to come back from.
0: My uh, my last point I'll make here, Kyle, is do you remember the Ohio State game, that last game that Darnold had at yeah. USC? and yeah. Greg Schiano and that NFL defense you know, had all the time needed to prepare for Darnold, and I mean, that dude was just confused on top of confused. Demond Webb picked him off early in the game. That was in his head for the entire contest, and he wouldn't even look Demond Webb's the way of the entire game. It really reduced his reads and made it very simple for Ohio State to dominate that football game. And so it, when I couple that in my mind with, like I said, the the very elementary stuff that he's been doing, just very careful throws, hitting guys in space that are just sitting in zones, I just it's it's all the stuff I said but probably more than anything it's what I've seen from Teddy and what I haven't seen from from Sam Darnold and I'm thinking about that Ohio State game and I'm a little nervous and I want to wait it out a little bit longer
1: okay well folks we'd love to hear what you think and who you think would be the day one starter preferable day one starter for the New York Jets with this quarterback Royale Uh, poor McCown that's no love (laughs) In this debate, he's getting the I guess the uh, the upside of a 35-year-old veteran career backup is uh, limited. huh?
0: I think he's older than
1: that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm trying to do the guy a favor here, Joe, but uh, I digress. 39, Kyle. Like, he's 39. 39-year-old career backup yeah. account. Uh, folks, let us know who you think should be the Jets' starting quarterback. You can reach us on Twitter. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at grinding the tape. We'd like to thank you for carving some time out of your hump day to listen to the Draft Dudes podcast. Make sure you swing over to thedraftnetwork.com, check out some of our greatest and latest materials. Mock Draft 1.0 from yours truly dropped on Monday. Uh, Joe's not drops next Monday, but more importantly, Six Pack Thursday is tomorrow. In the meantime, Five Play Prospect by Trevor Sikma goes live today. Uh, John Ledyard's Mock Draft or Draft Class Heroes went live yesterday. It was a very, very good read. Uh, I am here for all the bodying of the Ryan brothers in the world, yes. which John did some of on his, in his <laughs> weekly column, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You guys would too, so swing over, check it out. Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Reno. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast.